G'day, mates. Welcome back to another episode, Alster. We are, we've returned. You've got the long locks flowing this time around. There's no more neat man bun. We're getting, we're getting messy. We're getting crazy on the thread and on a podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm on top of the world. Uh, I'm winning. Things are great. Sorare is the best platform ever. Uh, for you, though, it's basically like a constant panic stations. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay it is. We uh, hey, Nicholas Olamende is. He could have my kids. He is honestly the best decision, the best purchase I have ever made in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's not remind myself of uh, at the start of this season when I traded my uh, rare Nicholas Olamende for a Sebastian Coates. I'm not a smart man. Um. So, and we can all see how, how, how well that went. Now, Simon, before we go on, the world wants to know your pronunciation of Nicholas Otamendi. Where are you getting Otamende from? Is that, are you, is there something we don't know that you know specifically? Are you just putting a little bit of a flair on that? Like talk us through your, um, you know, your dialect when you're am pronouncing. I, so sorry, am I saying Otamende? You are, yes. And everyone well, I think it's because of the why. personal connection. Like, you don't understand is what Nicholas and I have. No one else really has what we have. So, like, That's what he's... I'm sure, like, I haven't consulted him with it about it, but I'm sure he'd be fine with me adding a little bit of a flair, adding my own twist. Um, we know how, how good I am at pronunciations and, and getting facts correct. So, I just stand on that hill, yeah. Uh, I don't understand nothing today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, so talk us through, you've had a cracker weekend. I, uh, apologies for everyone. If I'm, if I sound and look terrible, I'm, uh, I'm on the road again. Last week I was in jail this week. I'm, uh, on the sunshine coast of Australia, uh, and an Airbnb. So, uh, forgive me for my, you know, uh, if I sound terrible, <laughs> but yes, go on Simon. You, uh, hey, you, I can't stop you're on the winner's circle uh, again. I'm not ready for Europe to end because it has honestly changed my life and look, Look, he, look, he was a joke at times last year. He was the butter of all the jokes. He was called Buttery Joe. It was, all, it was all pretty funny. Mate, Joe Willis, and I've said it again, if you look at his scores, he's the best goalkeeper in the MLS right now. Andre Blake, move aside. He's like three out of five clean sheets. Even when he has conceded, he's still racking up like 15 to 25 points of AA. Uh, pumped out another 81 on the weekend. Um, mm. I'm loving, honestly, one of the best things Therese done is the goalkeeping matrix. Like, I love the fact that your goalkeeper can be like a big, powerful weapon in your lineup now. Um, that's been amazing. Uh, mm. Shosasaki does show things. He was on for a terrible score. He was doing nothing. And bam, the boy wins a penalty, gets him up to a respectable 71. Uh, and then Tom Hay, look, he, he's no Lucas Elrion. He's no 90. But hey, 60 points. You'll take it. That's what he's there for. He's safe. And he makes me feel secure. Do you say hold me? No. And then the biggest purchase of the week was me bringing in Hugo Cypers. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, we Kuipers. We discussed midweek. Is it worth bringing in a guy for one week? I didn't feel safe putting Joseph Martinez in my lineup. Mm putting with the big boys. So I, I, I pulled the trigger and I brought in Hugo Huypers and boy, he delivered and some. Uh, he's no Burak Yilmaz. He's taken it to a whole nother level, pumping out two goal performance in a 5 nil win. 
90 points, thank you very much. And now, where all this is all leading to, is to the man himself. Nicholas Otamendi. <laughs> Nicholas Otamendi was playing at 3 a.m. this morning. But guess what, Elster? I went to bed knowing that my, my game week was on the line. But I slept soundly because I knew that Nicholas has my back. He never lets me down. And what'd he do? A beautiful, nice little 65 to keep me in the good prizes in the ETH. Isn't it nice when you win? Mm. Now, I don't want to get you too excited, but the last couple of weeks, um, Nicholas Otamendi, his score has consistently been opted up over the last couple of weeks. So there's obviously a bit of a trend of underscoring uh, in the Primera Liga. I know that in uh, the Jupiler League, it's they're famous for downgrading. It, you, you know, you're, you're, you're stoked, you know, your centre-back scored a, a 75, but sure enough, come the morn, he'll be, you know, 58. So, but hopefully uh, the trend continues and Otamendi gets opted up because I think that would be, you know. Well, yeah, well, I'm holding on to tier, tier two, two by change. three places, uh, one point at the moment. That's not going to stand. But like you said, like I've been mm -hmm. checking through data all, all day because I know that they love a good little opter. Um, so the fingers are still crossed. The toes are crossed. I mean, he got opted up six points when I won that uh, tier one just a couple of weeks back. So there's uh, there's potential. But but for you, mate, I, yeah. I, I don't want to say the apprentice has become the master, but that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Um, I was once the joke of the podcast. I'm now the good guy, and you suck at Sarah. How's it feel? Ooh, burn! Yeah, look, I mean, look, I've been here before. Um, Sarah is all about, weirdly enough, like Nicola Storm, it's all about form, you know? And I've been through some purple patches, and I've been through some real low patches, and I'm, I'm in a slump at the moment. Um... So, um, look, I guess now is as good a time as any to break some exciting news to you, Simon. Um, over the weekend, I sold all my Albreakers. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> You've been holding that one in. <laughs> they are all of them. gone. <laughs> all gone. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. I am a... I, uh, Sold up on Discord, did a bit of negotiating, got an okay deal. Um, basically, I had mentioned to you over the course of the last week that I was considering, you know, with the, the news around the super rare threshold and just generally my kind of feelings, I suppose, as to where things were headed uh, in terms of supply and demand and things like that. I, was, I, I floated a crazy idea to you, and I've had this crazy idea many times before, which is to focus solely on super rares um and i did it i pulled the trigger uh, i tried to sell some people some players individually and just no one's buying so i thought look if i can get some instant liquidity get some eth in the wallet and rebuild uh you know now's as good a time as any so i'm currently in the process of that rebuild um i can talk you through my strategy but yeah i i don't know whether to <laughs> <laughs> be excited or cry my eyes out. Um, I mean, it's, look, it's, uh, it's either a midlife crisis or, you know, it's, it's the move that's going to make you millions. Um, uh, look, uh, hats off to you. Look, it, it would take a lot of, uh, a lot of guts to sell some of those. I mean, some of your rare cards are ridiculous. Like you've got the best of the best. 
Um, so to say goodbye to those, I mean, you're, you're a you're a fully blue member now. You're, you're a high roller. Some would say a, a whale. Stop trying to speak whale. Mm. No, well, I've still got a fair way to go for the whales, but okay. So let me talk you through my thinking. Um, I think it's trending more and more, you know, obviously there's like lots of issues and we'll talk about that when we talk about the, uh, the, the, the recent podcast with John and, and the guys from Surair. Um, but sentiment is down at the moment. Rares are kind of losing value very quickly. Limiteds are basically down to pennies. I'm confident that they will come back up again at some point. Um, but in the meantime, I think the value lies in the scarcity that super rares provide. Um, and I was struggling to sell my rares in order to try and upgrade some of my super rares. So I thought if I can just get some ETH in the bank and patiently wait for some options to roll out and try and buy some high quality super rares, um, then I can hopefully target all-star super rare, target maybe American super rare. And then with the scraps that I win on the scraps that I already have, try and enter that 240 every week and try and you know, grind some threshold because as we know, that threshold is 300 Australian dollars every week. And if I can be consistently hitting that, then, you know, that's better than, well, you know, winning a rare. Well, like if, if, for example, if I want a tier two this week <laughs> and you know, you need a lot to go right, like my lowest scoring player was 60 and I'm going to, I'm going to get a tier three. Uh, if, yeah. I mean, if you, you'll have to have the depth, but I guess that's what you're saying is, by just solely focusing on super rares, you're not getting distracted with other things. Like you, you'll have those depth pieces from the odd tier, you know, three super rare that you win. That's you're not going to put in your best lineup. That's it. Yeah. So look, I'll, I'll, I've made a couple of acquisitions already. Um, so I haven't gone completely super rare. I was thinking about it and I thought all-star rare pro is still the way to go. Like that is still the best hold. Hold your horses, hold it, put those horses back in. Um, so, well, I think All-Star Rare Pro is still the best competition in on the platform. You can still win the best cards there. So I thought it would be silly not to have a one team rolling out in that. That still leaves me plenty of ETH to roll out some really good Super Rare teams. I realized that you don't, there's not that many tournaments you can enter with just Super Rares. You know, you really just limit, I mean, you've got your regions, but yeah, so I basically, what I've done is I've stuck with um, my favorite goalkeeper of all time, Lars on a stall. I picked him up on auction for 0.32, which I think is yeah. a crazy price. So this is the, this back to the other thing, you know, yes, technically I sold at the bottom, but I'm also buying back in at the bottom. And there are some super rares going at the moment for just ridiculous prices. Obviously the big superstars are still going for a lot and the secondary market is still a nightmare, but if you've got patience, there's some real bargains to be had on the auction front. So I've stuck with a, um, an FC 20, uh, rare component. So they've got just an unbelievable run of fixtures to end the season. I think it's like their last seven of their last eight games are against the last six or seven teams in the league. So I've gone unstall in goals. I've gone Zaruki, who's a bit of a gun AA midfielder for them. And I, I mean, it's just a rumor, but there is a rumor that he could be headed to Ajax next year, in which case, bingo, bango, bongo. And I've also picked up their striker, uh, Vaclav Cerny, um, who, you know, 
high AA scoring forward. He's been scoring goals. He's coming up against weak competition. So I thought, let's put all my eggs in the 20 basket and then pair them with some really solid super rares. I've already got Sho Sasaki. We know what he can do. He's the god amongst men. Uh, and my first auction purchase uh, was your boy, Kieran Trippier. <laughs> okay. So Kieran Trippier was someone that I was looking to buy yep. a couple of months ago in rare. And the asking price for a Kieran Trippier rare back then was 1.4 ETH. That was a couple of months ago. Obviously, it's fallen down since. How much do you think I got his? Uh, I mean, he's been crushing it. Oh, he'd have to. He has to be an ETH, right? What? Um, 1.4? Yeah. 1.4. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just I, I put a bid on and I thought he won't go for 1.4. Like he had a few like orange scores because he's been playing for England, but he's been scoring hundreds, you know, every other week. Uh, put a little bid in. No one else bid. Picked him up. So now, now the proud owner of Kieran Trippier. Uh, and then he went out immediately and scored a hundred. So, um, so very happy with that purchase. So running my Sasaki and trivia alongside the 20 boys in all-star rare pro. So really going to try and focus on just having some quality in there, really smash that for the next eight weeks while, while 20 is still playing and then hopefully still run them out next year, next season. Sorry. Um, and then in my super rares, I haven't made any purchases. Um, other than I picked up a Turkish goalkeeper, a snap board him actually. Uh, there was a guy, Mohamed Sengiza, who has been permanently on the bench for Basakshir. Um, he's a young, he's like 28 years old. He's been on the bench. The number one keeper is this old guy, and every week he's making mistakes. He's, you know, error led to goal, error led to goal. Everyone's calling for him out, you know, get him out, get this young guy in. And they've been saying that for like six months. I see them drop a team sheet. Sengiz is on the is the number one. Babakan, the original keeper, is on the bench. I saw one listed for 0.5, I think it was. Bang! Snapped him up. Super rare goalkeeper in the bank. So I've made two, oh, three purchases actually. I also picked up a Pablo Ruiz uh, for 0.3. <laughs> so I do feel like he's gonna he can turn it around, even though Real Salt Lake are terrible. So. Look, I'm saying a lot of words. I'm sorry, but uh, no, yeah, look, it's, you're, you're uh, it's excited. Time. You're up and about, and I feel like this is—it's rejuvenated the Serena podcast. Like I'm excited <laughs> now. Like you're—you're you're a Karen Trippier super rare owner. Like we're talking about, like you know, we always used to say, like, oh, I own a Carlos Hill, and everyone's like, oh, I don't, who's that? That's a flex. Being like, I—I I have the NFT of mm. Karen Trippier, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alistair. Karen Trippier is also the same guy that you sold his rare isn't that right you sold his rare for about 0.1 and then it got up to 1.1.4 is that is that the same guy the title of this week's video is when it hurts too much to live yeah so i feel like this is a, a bit of a redemption story um i know, thought for a second you were going to say you bought circle. jack price um i know you tried to get him last year talk about <laughs> dodging a bullet there um <laughs> poor little jack price Yes, yes, no. So, you know, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. I'm still planning it out. I have put in about 12 offers over the last 48 hours, which I have promptly cancelled about three seconds after putting them in, just because I have to tell myself to be patient, 
wait for the auctions to come. No one, no one has any joy trying to buy super rares on the secondary market. You're gonna have a bad time. Um, a couple of the uh, buy lows that I had highlighted from previous weeks, I tried to pick up some of them. Unfortunately, the train has left the station. They're already selling high. Uh, Jean Motor is one that I tried to pick up cheaply. Um, couldn't get onto him. Uh, who's the other one? Julian Dessart. Both super rares that I would love to have, um, but unfortunately, people have been listening to the podcast and have cranked up the prices of their super rares. So, watch this space. This time next week, hopefully, I'll have uh, a few more super rares in the bank, and I'll have a bit more of an idea of what my strategy will be. But you're a blue boy. Yeah, you can come join I'm me over at the boys table um, because you know I'm sure that this winning streak for me is going to continue forever. No, not this time. It's totally made up, pure fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> um so it'll be it'll be nice for you to join me um over here just it's gonna, it's gonna take some getting used to because i i'm used to rolling out you know 10 11 12 teams a week um and now it's going to be greatly reduced um but yeah we'll, we'll see hopefully i can hopefully with the fact that i'm up against less people i can be at least constantly churning out some tier fours tier fives with the occasional tier two, tier three thrown in. Um, and my medium to long-term strategy is the super rares that I win. If I don't need them, I'm hoping that I can try and trade them for some rares and start to slowly build up a rare collection again, kind of work a, like a trickle down kind of strategy, start at the top and work my way down as opposed to trying to go back, trying to go up as I have been yep. for the last. You know, I love it. Years. All right. Well, I think it's time to discuss the main reason where we're getting behind the, getting in front of the, the cameras or in your case behind whatever pixelated thing you call a camera there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love how your setup's getting weirder and weirder every week. Like last week it was the, the jail cell. Uh, yeah. And then you're on the, on the couch. <laughs> um, so no, obviously the, the John Nellis podcast, um, I'm sure most people would have listened to it by now. Um, big Johnny boy keeps kicking goals. Uh, oh, how far he's come. Really is. I, uh, I saw his, I don't know if you saw his video where he went to the El Clasico and, you know, mm-hmm. running around doing all kinds of, uh, you know, cheesy things for the camera, but he's, I think, and then he went to the, uh, the Bundes, the, um, Bayern versus Dortmund game. Like he's obviously, you know, Serrera obviously looking after Yeah, him, he's so in a pretty good position. Um, obviously had Dan and, and Alok. Uh, on the show to sort of discuss it. And look, it, it, it was pretty cool, like, that to have a bit of transparency, um, sort of explain sort of the roadmap, and as well as taking some accountability for what's sort of transpired over the past couple of months. It's obviously been a really hostile, and, and, and I know you, you've harped on a lot about just the negativity that we're seeing online. So to see those guys come out, answer a few of the public's questions, I thought was a really good thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of people on Twitter that uh, took a bunch of negatives out of it, but I think I've I think I've cracked it, Simon. I think I've realised these people are either just bots, <laughs> or they're just trying to. I think someone mentioned the other day that they're like for you section on Twitter is just full of negative stuff because that's you know what the algorithm seems to feed you, and I think people have realised that if they just get on on Twitter and whinge about so rare that, you know, they get lots of engagement, they get lots of eyeballs. So I think people are just doing it for, to, for attention now, <laughs> because I, I couldn't find, two, you know, 
I couldn't find too much in the conversation that I thought was negative or that, you know, worried me. How about you? How about yourself? You're a bit more of a skeptic. You're a bit more uh, pessimistic. I thought it was good. I thought there was a lot of positive things to come out of the chat. I I, like, and again, like I I do understand the fact that they can't discuss everything. Like I wouldn't expect that. Um, You know, although we have seen in the past where they're saying, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to roll this out. And then, that hasn't eventuated. The goalposts keep changing. I so I think that the chat it, it sort of clarified a few things, like especially in the past couple of weeks, where we've seen just change after change, sort of coming out of nowhere. It sort of added a bit of like um, they sort of explain why and the direction that they're looking to head. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think there's a couple of. I mean. A couple of things they mentioned in their roadmap, I thought, are they maybe taking on a little bit too much? Like, are they trying to do too much? You know, are they are they going to cause more issues by constantly changing things in order to try and fix the current you know market situation? But um, I don't know. Was were there any any things in particular that you that you were excited now, about? Or and we knew this in? day would come, uh, but obviously the the so coins as they called them. Uh, you knew I would bring this up. Uh, <laughs> did you just turn? Did you just turn it off as soon as they said? Block so the podcast. Um, Go on. But look, a little bit of uh, <laughs> for those that have listened to previous episodes, I was a, I was a big hater of the so coins. I thought it was the most useless thing ever. Um, they had a bit of clarification for why these are there, the role that they're going to play. Um, the most interesting one I want to get your thoughts of is the, the burn mechanism. If you can sort of explain what that means, I think I know what it means uh, in terms of like you can trade out a, a rubbish tier five for so coins, which you can use to get something else, something like that. Yeah, it'll be, and I think they were wise to kind of say that they're, you know, just in the very early stages of, oh, hello. Do you come on the podcast? He's out to just bring a cute dog over there. <laughs> this is what people will be tuning in for. Um, <laughs> where was I? Oh, yes, the burn. Um, I think the way that it's going to work is yeah, essentially, you it kind of, kind of like a progress bar. Um, as you acquire cards as you acquire coins you can burn those in exchange for other things and i guess the flow on effect from that is that it will you know reduce that supply and obviously the supply and demand is the thing that everyone's so worried about at the moment um all right be free (laughs) Um, uh, so yeah so i think it could be good i just hope that they tread carefully because if all of a sudden everyone's burning cards together, the cards, then it kind of could have a bit of a, you know, they've, they've done all this stuff to make lower tier cards, you know, valuable, you know, the, the cap modes and all that kind of stuff. All of a sudden that tier five, you win, you might be able to use next week because he's got a low L15. Like it actually provides some value for these shit cards. As you know, so well, you almost had to buy an Austrian, Jersey, we'll talk about this in a second, but <laughs> Thorsten, big Thorsten, you were all, all all aboard the hate train of Thorsten last week when you won him. Um, just, just for those that aren't aware, last week I won a, what was it, a 
tier four, tier three, tier four, and it was a thirty-one-year-old Austrian who comes off the bench for twenty minutes every week. Um, mind you, does actually score really well off the bench. And anyway, I was whinging about the fact that I got a thirty-one-year-old Austrian worth point zero one for a tier one, a uh, tier four, and yes, look. He came out and he helped me hit threshold. And so did my tier five from two weeks earlier. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please continue. Mm. So, so that's a good use case for how the cat modes are working the way they're intended to. And I just worry that if they introduce a burn mechanism and it's too, they need to make sure they balance the kind of uh, risk versus reward of burning the car. Because if they're just like, look, burn these cards and you get something amazing, then everyone's just going to do that. And all of a sudden it kind of disrupts the, the gentle ecosystem of Sorare. Um which I'm sure they'll have like, um, well, I'd hope that they would hire some like game economists to help them work out how they're going to do it. Because it needs to be a thing of like, I can get this, but it means I have to do this. It has to be a bit of a Sophie's Choice kind of situation. <laughs> You know, which which of my children do I save? Is it the 30 tier fours in order to get this? Yeah, and I, I don't want to so, go too off yeah. track, but sort of what you were sort of touching on there with the changes, have we sort of, have we seen a negative impact on the platform because of some of the changes? For example, they brought in limiteds to make it more accessible for people to, to come onto the platform, but then we've seen that have... Oh, massive negative swing in the fact that there's too many cards. Well, no, I, I think, I think on that front, I mean, the rares and super rares that it doesn't really explain why their value has gone down. But more people are buying limiteds instead of buying rares. Um, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it, people can come in and play for a hundred bucks instead of, you know, spending big bucks to, but that's where, you know, they have brought in things like the ETH prizes and things like like that and the, and the thresholds for those people to go, to dangle that carrot for people to actually make Yeah, I'm just going off the fact that when you sort of said know, that and, and now it, the, one of your takeaways from the podcast was, are they trying to do too much? And that's just something that springs to mind for me of they're outlining mm -hmm. all these potential new changes that they might bring in to rectify the current issues, but then is that just going to create more issues in the future? Yeah, yeah. Short answer is yes, that could be, that could happen. <laughs> uh, I just hope they do it properly. And I think from what he was saying that they're not just like going to roll it out next week. They're going to, they're just seriously exploring the idea because it would, in theory, it would help with supply um, because it would, uh, it would, it would reduce supply and therefore demand will go up. But if everyone's burning cards, then all of a sudden you have the opposite problem and there's not enough cards. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you, people like to hate on the whales, but if the whales hold all the good cards and all the other cards have been burnt, you know, you could, the, the balance could tip. So I don't really understand the economics of it all, but I, yeah, I think if they do it. Yeah, I think so. Right, and I think they sort of touched be... on even if you're burning a card, not necessarily to get another card, but get so coins, which you can then use to put towards getting a jersey or whatever they one of those more real life experiences because that was one of the big takeaways and sort of John touched on as well was the fact that what he likes about the platform is that real world element. And obviously he's having the best time ever running around going to sports stadiums all paid for by Sarez. So of course he's loving it, but 
And that's something we've touched on as well. Like how good would it be if we can sort of merge those two worlds? There's so much opportunity for that to sort of make those more world worldly experiences like jerseys and things like that. And if I can get rid of my Thorsten from Austria for 0.01, burn that and help you buy a Portland Timbers jersey, I'll do that. Yeah, well, I'm glad you've come around on the uh, on the SoRare shop. And I, I think you touched on the probably the, the biggest thing that they said in that podcast for me was that they want that to be why people play. They don't want people to be, you know, winning cards is obviously great, but they want people to be excited about winning coins. And you mentioned like the issue of people just coming on board and playing the free game or playing limiteds. If all of a sudden so coins are the thing that everyone wants because what you can buy with them is so cool, and then they dangle the carrot of, okay, come and play rare, come and play super rare. Not only can you win more ETH and not only can you win better cards, you can also win more coins. So you can more quickly get to that, you know, free stadium tour of, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, mate, you know, the Dick's worst thing the is that if we wanted, <laughs> if, we, if you and I won an experience because we don't have the A-League, <laughs> if, if our experience be like <laughs> tour around Amy Park <laughs> and we're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they'll, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll be able to link our frequent flyer program to our SoCoins and, you know, if we win those tickets to go and see uh, El Clasico, we can put some of our frequent flyer miles to use and we can fly over there and watch it. Otherwise, we're pretty much screwed. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think in if we you know a couple of weeks ago we talked about where can Soraya be in five years like if they get to a point where you know everyone's playing because these so rare coins are so valuable and it's just such an amazing way to to do cool things and win cool rewards um, I, I can really see that being the thing that takes Soraya to the moon because it is this is the progress bar you know they promised the progress bar years ago this is it like. If you can say to your mate, oh, you play this game, each week you can win ETH and you can win NFTs, you keep your cards, you don't lose them at the end of the season, you actually own the assets, you get to watch your team play in real time, you're getting this fantasy game, and you know throughout the course of the year, you, can, you earn these coins where you can use them to go and watch games and win tickets and jerseys and stuff, like that's... It's just such a, an amazing proposition, you know, and that's where I can see that, that growth going from where it is at the moment, which is kind of stagnating a little bit to just like, you know, we talk about a million users. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, even just you outlining all the pros of Sorare, we always go on about the cons and, you know, oh, I'm not getting good rewards, all these little things we get caught up on. And the reason why you've, you and I both believe in the product is you look at the product, strip it back to that. And and you're pitching this, you're selling this. This is the product. Mm. If they can iron out those little those little issues, I mean, it's a bloody incredible product. Like, there's a reason. Like, I think you said um, previously, everyone that you know that's played Sorare, like being introduced Sorare, has ended up fall in love with it. Like, they become addicted, and then they, I think they end up they end up hating me for it. But um, <laughs> but they do become addicted. <laughs> Um, you know, I've, uh, I've led, I've, I've led so many of my friends into financial ruin, um, because they've jumped on board so rare in the last, you know, seven or eight months and watched it just go in terms of the value of everything. But I think again, comes back to what we say every week, long-term, if you're a believer or a believer, um, you know, we're, we're in the money and we're, we're still so early to this and, you know, 
me moving to to super rares, really the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was like, I believe in Sorare long-term. And if I've got high quality super rares, especially if I can pick up some super rares of young players, they're going to be around for four or five years, at least, you know, come that million user mark. If I've got some of the rarest cards on the platform, I'm, I'm, I basically will be able to buy the Maybe entire Maybe you can um, pay for the A-League license. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I've got this one, guys. Don't worry. Let me burn my Trippier, and I'll uh, I'll burn that for the uh, for the alien license. Seriously though, like <laughs> man, uh, he's back. I love that Breezy is now making an appearance on the Serenade podcast. Oh yeah, for those people who didn't know, uh, my Serenade alias is Breezy. Um, basically, I which is as cool as it sounds. Anyway, um, so <laughs> the other thing that they touched on is sort of like basing. Sorare and, uh, you know, using the, the so coins is around that sort of squad building um, challenge aspect of FIFA. Now, I'm not sure how familiar you are with FIFA, but mm. that was always a great element of like, I've got these leftover cards that I'm not going to use in my teams. How can I, then you put them into a squad building challenge, trying to fit them under a certain cap or whatever it is, fitting them in um, through nationality, things like that. I think that's a really cool element as well of like if you've got these leftover guys, which we've, we've sort of seen in the 270 already and 240, et cetera. But I think that's something really cool where if you could then compete that against friends and again, like making it more of a, a social mm. rather than just everyone out against each other, trying to beat each other on the rankings. You know, if you and I got to go against each other or you bring some friends on and play. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's really cool. I mean, I haven't really participated in the kind of squad building side of FIFA. I'm still like a FIFA 14 guy. So um, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've played. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that idea of, okay, this week's challenge is uh, if you can buy 10 Welsh players, you know, then you, you can burn them for a great card or some ETH or so coins. Um, I think that's really cool. I do worry a little bit about like what effect that's going to have if all of a sudden, like, you know, you need these 10 players and yes, it'll probably stimulate some market activity because if you've got one of those players and everyone needs it, then you, you can charge what you want. But I just wonder what kind of effect that will have on the economy if all of a sudden it doesn't become about buying players that are valuable in the game. It becomes about buying players to, you know, complete a collection. I guess that's a positive thing. But, again, I just worry, like, don't mess with the game too much. The game is so good. I don't want to Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do think it is broke, but I'm one of the rare people who think the game is, like, better than it And also, like, on, on that as well, how good does it look? Like, I'm not normally one who cares about the small details. You look up, like, a player on Serena now, like, how clean and, um, you know, like, their little bio coming up and their XP, like, ranking. Like, it looks really cool. Like, what they've worked on on their web design, I'm a big fan of. Um, and, like, just little things mm. like that I think are really cool. Um, yeah, I, I sort of understand that, like, where, where you're coming from. But all I'm sort of thinking of is, if you can do it in a way where 
like FIFA, it just sort of bring the community together a little bit because of the rankings and everyone's against each other. It's a very like solo thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, maybe maybe you could like, yeah, I think there's lots of th different things you could do. Maybe you could make like little teams where it's like you, me, and, you know, three of our mates and we go in and all of our points get pulled together. I don't know. There's like, there's so many different cool things they could do. Different leagues where, you know, people complain about the whales. It's like have a whales league where if your gallery is over this value, then you can compete. Whereas if you're not up to that value, then you've got to compete in the second division, you know, have people play against people of similar, similar gallery sizes. I think that could be, that could be really fun. Um, you know, so yeah, I think there's just, there's lots of, and at the end of the day, whatever they can, do, whatever tweaks they make as soon as, cause there's money involved, people are going to work out a way to cheat the system. So if you do an SBC kind of style thing, the end of the day, people will work out loopholes. They'll work ways around it to not do what you intended to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did. Uh, I like the fact that they kind of acknowledged that a loan system is something they need to introduce. Because, like, you know, obviously, you and I are brothers. I've helped you out every now and then. Sent you a card when you're in dire need. Um, and I'm sure that when they when they accidentally banned you uh, a couple of weeks ago, you probably thought that you know those couple of loans would come back to bite <laughs> it's you. Over. Now. The dream's <laughs> over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it's. I don't think it necessarily creates a competitive advantage, but if, yeah, as long as they've got some rules around it, I think that's a really positive thing because yeah, you should you should be able to help your mates out if they need a yeah. keeper for the weekend, like. And absolutely, and you want to build that serenity community as well. Um, and I think that's something they sort of, yeah, they touched on was that look, they they know it's happening, and if it's 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 always going to happen, they're not going to be able to stop it. So why not take more ownership of that and put it into a more controlled, um, ruled environment if that makes sense? Which I think, yeah, like there's no point being like, yeah, don't do loaning because, and, and this is sort of same with the multi accounting. Like people again, they're going to work ways around it. They're going to like just having a more set and forget kind of set of rules and just stick by that rather than having this gray area. Cause that's what it seems like at the moment, like the rules and the goalposts are always sort of changing. You don't know what's allowed, what's not allowed. I mean, it's certainly not as pro profitable to multi-account as it used to be. Cause it used to be that people would just set up 20 accounts and then they would just play all-star rare and hit that threshold every week and just be farming that ETH. Whereas now with the cap mode, you know, you really got to kind of, if you want to run 10 accounts, good luck. Like <laughs> it's probably not, you know, the juice might not be worth the squeeze. So, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's still people yeah. doing it for sure. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that John sort of touched on was world rankings. Is that something that sort of interests you? He sort of said about how in fantasy premier league, you know, if you're in the top a thousand, like that's like, that is a good bragging rights with mates, but I just don't think we're at that level yet because it's not as uh, mainstream. Like if I go, I'm in the top 400 managers in Surrey, everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it like comes back to what you just said about at the moment, it's very much a solo game. You're on your own, you know, you're up against everyone. Um, Personally, the global cup was like, you know, we had a, we had a little league running with some friends, but it really wasn't 
It sucked. No man. one really cared about I, it, did they? I like, did it because I didn't want to say no. I was like, yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It, 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 it just doesn't have the same, I think, you got to have some skin in the game. And I don't think the Global Cup had that, you know, I didn't really care how my teams went. And as soon as the first week happened and I was, you know, 38,000th, I was like, nah. <laughs> well... That's, that's that over then. You know, I'm sure it was exciting for the people who were in the in the running to win. But yeah, so I think I think the leagues thing has never really got me that excited. But is yeah. there is there anything else we'll from the from the pod that sparks your interest? Anything that I haven't brought up yet? Have I covered all bases? Uh, I mean, I can't believe they didn't announce the A League. That was, you know. Yeah. Can somebody please tell me when is A League? Guys, perfect opportunity to just. Look, we've got yep. like what three games left in the season. Let's go. <laughs> Let's launch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, apart from that, uh, they announced the like uh, double game week yeah. rule, which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of people in the K League community immediately pointed out that it doesn't really matter because when the scores are forty-eight hours delayed, you're gonna lose you're not going to get one of those score games scored anyway so well that was pointless on, on paper it's like oh great well now k-league cards if anything more powerful because you've got these like you know double game weeks where you can play best ball every week but not yeah. every one of them doesn't get scored <laughs> so but i think i think they are and I, you know a lot of people were like oh they haven't even fixed the k-league issue it's like they can't fix the k-league issue it, it's completely up to opta it sounds like they're trying to work with Opta to get it back to what it was. I'm, you know, and if they can convince Opta to go back to normal and they've got this new double game week rule, then, you know, stock up on your Sassinias, baby. If you like yeah, no, that random DMPs um, that ruin your weekend. Yeah, probably they didn't, I mean, I guess it's all they can, they, it's all they can say, but they were like, like John was like, oh, what's the go with Japan? And they're just like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> That is, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it was, it was a very interesting point that they said, it's not actually really about the money. Like it's not that they're, we can't reach a deal with them. It's that there's other things that we're trying to get from them that we can't quite agree on. And that is very exciting. That tells me that like, you know, they want to get fan experiences. They want to get jerseys. They want to get game day experiences, you know, and, and maybe the J league are being a little bit funny about exactly how that will work. Um, so that was actually quite exciting to me that the, the, the reason it hasn't been renewed is because they're going for something different than what they had been doing previously. It wasn't just like, yeah, we'll sell your NFT. It's like, you know, so I think yeah, that's, no, I think and that, that's probably why the A-League's delayed, mate. Like, I think they're probably A-League saying, we want you to be, you know, get Sarah down under podcast to commentate every game. Um, you know, we want NFTs on the field, NFTs given away as prizes at the, on the stadium. Um, I'm sure that's why the, the breakdown of negotiations has happened. I mean, are you ready to quit your job, Simon, to become the official so rare ambassador for the A-League when, when it, it happens? It'll move over, like... John. It'll be me running around making stupid videos at, at Amy Park and, and Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, John. That's <laughs> kicking goals mate <laughs> it was great it was, look it was a good great podcast i thought it was um when you sort of mentioned something to discuss on the pod i thought it was great because it's something we've had a lot of fears over there's been a lot of chat and i thought it was just a nice 
little moment of transparency just to, to keep everyone calm and just remember why we're all here. We're all here to have fun. Times like this when I just want to throw my hands up and say, let's take drugs and go crazy. <laughs> are, you, are you, what's your, you know, give me the, your, how's your mood ring looking at the moment? Um, last week you sent me a text, um, you know, in tears, I, I think, um, because your Sebastian Druisi card had fallen to 0.5 ETH uh, and you basically said, Sorare is dead. Um, I'm crying in my bed. I've been crying for hours, you know. So how are you feeling now? You feel, do you feel more positive? Do you feel like Soraya's going to survive? Do you feel like you're going to financially recover from this? Look, all cards on the how table, I don't think I will financially recover from this. I am never going to financially recover from this. But, like, like honestly, I've, but <laughs> I do... I, a little bit of optimism. I, I think there was a cr real crazy moment there for a while. Um, but I think I'm now just in, well, I mean, it helps when you win, but I'm enjoying the product of what it is and just trying to not be too off put by the change in prices and, and all that sort of stuff. Cause like I always said, if in six months time, all those prices jump back up, if I haven't sold those guys at the bottom, then it doesn't affect me. So that's it. That's it. It only <laughs> who would sell at the bottom. That's ridiculous. That's who would sell all of their best cards and then try and make? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> it's okay if you buy back in. It's okay if you buy back in at the bottom. Um, that's what I keep telling myself. It's all going to be fine. I haven't just completely ruined my gallery forever. Um, it's good. It's good that the panics, <laughs> the panic stations have started for you, right. and you've been about two days into this new uh, adventure. So that's great. <laughs> surprisingly calm but um there could be, <laughs> might be a few sleepless nights ahead um that's that's the thing that I, as soon as like trippier goes down with an ankle injury I, i'm just gonna be like what have i done i've got no death <laughs> i don't want to but just look how well your sinjin hose worked out super rares are great mate yeah look it's uh you know Sarah's a real play a pay to win platform and you pay the big bucks for the best players and you know you always help <laughs> it's funny i've been like planning my gallery for the next you know couple of months and sinjin hasn't been in any of my teams i have zero confidence in him which is just the saddest thing ever considering he's the most expensive player i've ever bought on the platform so until he starts you know Getting his act into gear, he's wow. reserved. And Big things come on the bench. I, I believe in him. I reckon he can bounce back. He just needs to find his footing. Yeah, I think so. I, I've been watching his games, weirdly enough, and he seems like you can tell he's just way better than everyone else. But he, it's kind of like he he's just kind of he's rocked up to you know div three, and he's just happily sitting back. And just you know, pinging balls around. He's not actively trying to get on the ball and get in the box. He's just like, "Yep, give it to me. I'll, I'll do like an incredible pass." But he's very much playing from the back, not really putting that effort in. So I think maybe he might be just kind of like winding down the clock till retirement, which is uh, 
what happens when you buy a 33-year-old, You're like, I cannot believe that this guy in the K-League who's 33 years old, he's just looking to finish out his playing career. He's just looking to enjoy his football. What do you mean? He's, he's a 33-year-old 30, Korean playing in the K-League and he's not actively trying to make a World Cup roster. I'm, I'm shocked, mate. I'm shocked. You just ain't got that hunger. You ain't got that dog in him. You ain't got I that get drive. It. Also, I don't get it, my God. I don't Wayne. He's moved it. into Miami and he's just, he's not putting the effort. I don't get it, man. It sucks. <laughs> Gonzalo, run. Run. <laughs> yeah, looking back, probably not. Probably going to see that one though, coming. But anyway, if we move on. It's just that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right, look, we've, I think we're just about run out of time. Um, but, yeah, I think overall positive. I'm glad to hear you think it was positive as well. I know you're, uh, you know, definitely the more sceptical of the two of us. Um, dry those eyes. Red of the moon, as always. Right. We love it. All right, mate, best of luck for the weekend. Look, I'm, I'm sure it'll be nothing but sunshine and rainbows for your new super rare boys. I can't wait to see them rolled out. This is exciting. Big things mm. coming. Thanks, too. All right, there's a guy here who's going to give me 50 bucks to um, suck some guy off, so I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hit that in. <laughs> All right. Throwback to the side of the episode if anyone's uh, you know, tuning in All right, now. look, best of luck, mate. We'll catch you on next week, and uh, all the best. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, mate. <laughs>